What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 129 of the Nonsense Review. I'm your host, as always, Devon, and joining me equally as always is Rick. Hello, everybody. Yeah, this is week three of Let's Get Down to Disney's. Yeah, we're doing The Princess and the Frog today, which is a film I've not seen and Rick has. Bit of a caveat, I yeah. know two things about this film. I know Keith David is in it, and I know that yep. um, I've, I've seen the song that Keith David's character sings because I had to do a bit, bit of behind the scenes, guys. I had to watch this song as a bit of um, prerequisite homework for an episode we never ended up doing. Mm. So um, this is a film that I saw when it was new. I saw it at the cinema and uh, when it when it did come out new it was like the first traditionally animated Disney movie that had been out in a long time. Isn't um, Tiana also the first black princess or am I getting that wrong? Uh, I think you're correct. But yeah, that's what we're watching today. I also know it's set in Louisiana, one of my favourite places in the United States that I'd never want to go to. <laughs> yeah, Cousin Fuck USA. Well, uh, 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 I was going to say because the culture looks interesting because it's all very uh, it's all very French while also having a, um, uh, African influences but it's also near swamps and those scare the shit out of me oh yes they should <laughs> but yeah that's what we're doing that's a good summary I think let's get down to brass tacks shall we Rick you know as well as I do that we like to talk about our weeks and the goings on in the universe so with that in mind how's your week been buddy well, things I've seen out in the universe. Uh, a guy called Jonah Loeb. He's the creator of the Deathclaw and Fallout. He's f- come forward both impressed and terrified at the amount of porn of the Deathclaw that he's seen. This is a monster that is based off of a, a household pet chameleon that has grown to massive size and is like the most dangerous thing in Fallout. Uh, apparently people get scare-roused by it. <laughs> I mean, I've seen erotic art of this creature and uh, it's, mm. a, it's, it's quite amazing because they don't really change the creature apart from the fact that they bolt two tits on it. Yep. <laughs> and or a, a massive cock. So I don't know what's going on. I don't get the appeal myself. Yeah, it's a bit like a more human-scaled kaiju in terms of what it looks like, how you might get attracted to it, as in most people won't. It's, it's the same as having Godzilla born when you're Godzilla-sized. Like, I'm not I'm not judging anyone. I don't care. You can factor what you like. I don't personally get it, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, I found a new subreddit called r slash fat squirrel hate. Squirrel hating fat squirrels across the world. Yeah, it's just people posting pictures of squirrels and then berating them for how fat they are. <laughs> uh, depending on the time of year, they kind of have to be. Yeah, yeah, like, because I, I, I think squirrels hibernate. It's less that they hibernate, more so that food is scarce in the winter, so therefore they try to scoff as much as they can before winter. That's why yeah, they, yeah. um, like, it's the, st- the, the old age-old story of the reason why so many trees uh, get grown a year, X amount, uh, is down to squirrels burying nuts for the winter and then forgetting where they buried them. Yeah. So apparently the thing about them remembering where they bury nuts is completely false. They just bury them everywhere and then sniff them out. Okay, well, that's dash that fucking fun little myth for me, Rick. Thanks. <laughs> but still, yeah, they have forgotten where they've, where they've uh, buried it because they forget immediately because they never remembered. Yeah, no, no, Rick, no. not Both both of those statements you made cannot possibly be true. The magic's gone. Let's move on with our lives. <laughs> Bit of a call back because we talked about it before, but also a call forward because we talked about it during pre-records that are going to show up in the, in the following weeks. Um... As you mentioned, bats are the only creatures in the UK that we can't prove don't have rabies. Mm-hmm. Someone posted on um, Mildly Interesting, they got a rabies vaccine, like, this week, and the vaccine itself is a pinky purple. Yeah, yeah, it looks like cowpole. Yeah, it's really cool looking. <laughs> 
Yeah, what's not cool is where they have to inject it. Well, yes. Does it go in the... Uh, does it go somewhere not nice? It, it goes close enough to the arse that most people don't like the, th- the thought. I don't like the okay. thought, but if someone says, have this or you die, then yeah, I'm going to take it, but I'm not going to be happy about it. True, absolutely. Ugh. Well, that, then again, that could uh, also be something that the wildlife place told me to frighten the shit out of me. I don't know. <laughs> the Linus Tech Tip snafu has happened. It just keeps getting worse and worse, doesn't it? Yeah. The main thing that happens, other than Gamers Nexus, not liking them because they're rival channels uh, is that they called them out on something. The, the thing they're calling out them on, on them at the moment mostly is that their testing is sus, but the thing that actually matters is Billet Labs, which are a very small company. So small that they only had one prototype of the thing that they made. They sent it to LTT for testing. LTT tested it with the wrong card. And they've got no excuse because they also sent them the correct card to test it with. Yes, they refused to retest it for the video with the correct card because it would cost more money to uh, reapply this thing. Uh, And then rather than send it back they sold it at auction. Okay, so here's the actual thing, right, is um, Linus Tech Tips, and I don't know anything about this company. I'm vaguely aware that you consume their content from time to time because you like to uh-huh. uh, actually do some research on stuff when you're buying. Here's the problem, is I clicked on um, uh, out of the loop question, which what's going on with Linus Tech Tips, and that's when I messaged you out the blue the other day, going, oh, this looks really bad, and you were like, yeah, it's not great. And because of that, mm-hmm. I keep getting fed articles about more and more shit that occurs, and being the click gobbling that I am, I click every single one. It's interesting to watch something burn when you're not emotionally invested. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's one of those where I think one of the most damning things is Linus Tech Tip's biggest uh, defence was, um, oh, there was a miscommunication, that's why we thought it was okay to sell the thing, which I've seen the email in question. The miscommunication was, you're allowed to keep this thing if you want to test it again, was the exact wording of um, what the company in question said they could do. What that does not mean is that you can sell the thing in any sense of the word. The thing that was brought to attention was that what if one of the competitors was the person that bought it? Fortunately, it wasn't. Oh, yeah, fortunately it wasn't. However, it's uh, it's still a possibility out in the world because this was a... It was an auction at the LTT Expo, which is just a, convers- a convention just for themselves, essentially. Uh, so, yeah, another tech person, another tech company, another tech representative could have been there wanting to obtain it at any cost. Yeah, but guess what? If that had happened, then Linus Tech Tips would actually be in trouble as opposed to getting the slap on the wrist that they're getting. Yeah, and here's the thing. The slap on the wrist that they're getting is it's mostly self-imposed at this point because they've now taken the foot off the gas with creating videos so they can sort their shit out and they put out like a half an hour apology video of um, different people from around the company just weighing in on how things have gone wrong in small ways from what they can see and that how that's all added up to something big which I've not watched this video Rick but <laughs> it's a video they both monetized and used to flog their store I mean yes they did like <laughs> I mean part of that's in a meme that they always yeah I don't no, I don't um, care. You don't do that in an apology video. <laughs> if you're saying sorry for something, you're not making jokes. That's not how it works. You can't do both. Mm-hmm. The one who weirdly got thrown under the bus the most is the person who's had the least to do with it, and that's the new CEO. Yeah, I did hear that it, essentially it came to this happened, this incident happened before he was even employed. <laughs> 
Yes, yes. So he basically got two... Um, he bookends the entire video. He opens it and he closes it. It's nice to see him get a finger in the pie, as it were, because, you know, this is what they need a CEO for. They need someone with an iron fist to stop shit like this from happening. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I don't want to be too dour, but the more damning thing is the fact that you've got a former employee who is... Uh, I can't remember her name. I'm not invested oh, in this. Oh, me either. I've, I've, also, I've also seen this. There's allegations of sexism. A bit more than just plain old sexism. Um, you know what I mean? Quite serious. <laughs> quite serious um, accusations. You know? Hostile work environment. Feeling unsafe. Feeling you can't leave because you won't be able to get another job. Because the feeling was that Linus Tech Tips was a big enough company that if you leave this and they don't and they don't say nice things about you, it's quite possible you never get a career in the field again. That was what they said their feelings were like. I don't know if that's true. I'm not in the industry. It's pretty damning stuff. Again, if it's true. I don't know jack shit. I'm not invested in Linus Tech Tips. I don't care if they burn to the ground, quite literally. But it is just something I heard <laughs> and it is something I'm going to say on the podcast because you brought it up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so other things that have happened is that I finally finished re-watching the first season of Good Omens with my with my folks. That's on my to-do list. Yeah, yeah. Season one is the one, obviously, that follows the book, apart from like a, a very small bit at the end. That's the book by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett, isn't it? Yes. And it stars David Tennant and uh, is it Martin Sheen? I believe it's Martin Sheen, yeah. Who are both very talented actors, so yeah, I kind of do want to watch this. Yeah, the only downside of the show, I believe, is the the Antichrist himself. Uh, I don't think they cast a very good child actor in that role, but the rest of it is absolutely top. Sure. Yeah, so we're ready for season two. Number one, I got a Steam Deck, so I can now play games again, and not just Dark Souls 2. No shade on Dark Souls 2, but when, you know, when, when all you have to eat is pizza, you get sick of pizza. Yeah, so much so we went back to Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Pokemon, it's just, honestly, terror raids are fucked. <laughs> yeah, we, we come and go to terror raids, we've got a bit, I, I say, I, I've got a, um, a bit of a max stamina for terror raids. I love the concept, it's just they completely bollocksed it. Mm, yeah, the timer and the connectivity is uh, prohibitive to fun. Yeah, it's uh, just let people take turns. It's like, oh yeah, but it's it's live, but it's not because the timer situation's fucked, especially if someone gets KO'd. Yeah, but with the, with my new toy, the Steam Deck, I've been playing the downloading game most of this week. One thing that did come out on Steam and is out now for you to enjoy is Holocure. Yes, and enjoy it I have. It came out yesterday on the Steam. Yeah, this has been out obviously as a GitHub download for a long time, but now that it's on Steam, it's got Steam achievements. Yeah, hey, good news, Rick. I know you can't experience this because you're using, you obviously had to use a different device, but if you played Hololive, uh, sorry, if you played Holocure, uh, the old version, when you boot up Steam, you get a about 12 achievements because it carries over. Yeah, it looks for your old save file. Now, the unfortunate thing is my previous save file got lost in computer troubles, which is a bit of a pain in the ass because I had everything unlocked in the shop up to a certain point. The update before this one, I didn't play very much at all because of this. So I essentially got two updates worth of characters and stages to, you know, get to grips with, enjoy fresh and all that. You've got most of the game to enjoy fresh. Yeah, yeah. I played like three or four runs back when it was new and then I stopped because I was like, this is fun. I'll come back to this later. And then one day you said, oh, it's going to come on Steam at some point. I went, cool. That's when I'll come back to it. Sweet. Yeah, I played the shit out of it yesterday. 
You said you've not really got a super favourite character yet, have you? Not really, but bear in mind I've only got like eight characters and there's like 30 now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I played yesterday as Kali and Subaru. Kali is... Mm. I like how wide her arc is. Uh, Subaru throws baseballs. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned to you in a, in a private message when we were just shooting the shit that um, Subaru's base attack when you first start feels really slow and awful and I hated it, but I got to about level 10 as in character level and then it was like, okay, yeah, this is serviceable i can deal with this yeah like part of it is when you get enough passives the character just transforms from okay this little projectile is a bit shit to okay this little projectile is not all the character is like the rest of the things that she gets stacks of just transform how she plays well that's true universally but i'm specifically talking about subaru's baseball throw once it reaches like level three or four it's it it gets a buff that makes it attack faster and that on its own Mm -hmm. makes it feel more useful (laughs) i think of the new character one of my favourites is uh, is Ollie. She, she plays really fun and I think she's one of the only ones. I think she's got one and Kiara's got one of essentially a revival on death which is something that Holocure tends not to do. Vampire Survivors does obviously. You can just buy revives in the in the shop and then get more of them with Arcanas and all that but Holocure only really has it with the, the chicken feather Kiara and Ollie so far as far as I'm aware. Which makes sense. Kiara's a phoenix. She can never die as we know when she had her resurrection when her account got banned and uh, Ollie is a zombie speaks for itself. Yeah, yeah. But that's about enough from me. How have you been and what have you seen out in the wide, wide world? Rick, I watched a documentary called D.B. Cooper Where Are You? Okay. Uh, do you, are you familiar with the name D.B. Cooper? Uh, I don't think so. Alright, you might be when I tell you his story. Back in the 70s there was a plane jacking where he stole $200,000 and then jumped out the plane in a parachute and no one's seen him since. Okay. Are you not familiar with that story? Or I believe so, yeah, yeah. So I didn't know the guy's name. Well, to be fair, people don't know his name anyway. <laughs> Oh, no, no. It's one of those, like, plane jackings, plane heists. These things all stopped after 9-11. They did. They did indeed. I remember growing up, like, it was one of the standard things you can make a movie of. Like, negotiations with terrorists on a plane, on a runway. Like, for real, I think the last time I saw a plane jacking in a form of media was actually Rick and Morty, and even then, it was in a dream sequence. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the documentary is like, yeah, let's try and find out who D.B. Cooper is. And I'm like, that's interesting. They obviously don't find out who years because people it's not common knowledge and that would have broken news so yeah i watched it it's basically we follow an amateur sleuth who's like this is who db cooper is i have hounded and tortured this man until his dying day trying to have him say he is db cooper unfortunately he's dead now but i'm convinced he was db cooper yep yes siree we've solved that case now we're moving on to the zodiac killer that's the documentary oh jesus christ um it it really annoyed me you know i'm i'm all for like you know what go out have your fun be an amateur sleuth if you really want to be. Don't hound people. Yeah. Even if you are 100% convinced that you're correct, just think on the off chance that you're wrong. Yeah, there's every other chance apart from one in eight billion that you're uh, wrong. It's one of those where there's a thing called DB Con or something where um, people who are a fan of amateur mysteries basically go and they talk and um, they interviewed a bunch of people going in. A bunch of people had their own theories and they cut to one guy who was just like, oh, I'm here just because it's quite interesting because let's be honest, the guy's dead no matter what. It's been 50 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those where it would be interesting if people found out, but truth be told, there is a clock at this point. If he's not already dead, he will be dead soon. Yeah, yeah. So basically I watched a four hours worth of documentary that was a pile of wank but on the bright side I was doing other things while watching it so fuck it. Fair enough. You ready for some news? Yeah let's go. 
Michael Parkinson is dead at 88. Shit, I didn't know this. Yeah, uh, he passed away yesterday as of recording. Oh, man. For those of you who don't know who Michael Parkinson is, he was quite a famous uh, late-night host, talk show host. Yeah, as far as Britain goes, he is the legendary interviewer. Yeah, although that being said, uh, Rick, you and I probably know him better for his parky pens. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) In the most recent years, guys, especially to our non-native UK viewers, uh, basically most people know Michael Parkinson because he's old always advertising one certain will service <laughs> yeah like and uh, and you get a free pen <laughs> yeah you get a free pen just for inquiring yep right? yep yeah <laughs> it's it's quite the thing you know um it's not going to happen very often where someone who you can actually point to and go them they are the standout person in their field they are dead now mm-hmm. but yes rick i'm surprised you didn't mention this because you mentioned it to me earlier in the week you told me that keith david is taking over as Zavala. yes he is so i didn't remember that, that it was this week that i found it out bungie has recast commander zavala from the late great lance reddick to be keith david and to be honest i can hear it yeah no that, that my exact words to you were yeah i can i can hear that my follow-up sentence was i probably would have retired zavala but i can understand why a company would want to keep the character yeah i'd rather have him be recast even if he is going to be retired you know story-wise than have his voice be recreated just to kill him off yeah well i would have just killed him off uh, off screen as it were sure sure yeah because like granddad from only fools and horses he went from live and kicking one episode to the next episode as his funeral i get you rick uh vivian majano is arguing with people on twitter again is she okay what's she doing now <laughs> uh vivian seems to argue with a lot of people on twitter so is her right the only reason i'm bringing it up today is because uh, i kind of agree with her i agree with her nine times out of ten but I, I don't usually like when i see something on twitter my brain goes yes i agree or no i disagree and then i don't say anything outside of that because what's the fucking point it's twitter no one gives a fuck um but this all started when an indie animator did a scooby-doo animation and in order to um, make the voices sound real he used an ai to do it which vivienne is straight up like "Mm, no people shouldn't use ai voices especially not for indie projects where you could do a shout out on twitter and get dozens of people going yeah i'll do that yeah there are a lot of amateur voice actors who can do a voice Hello, Rick. It might not be the exact... Th- yeah, 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 me too, yeah. <laughs> it might not be the exact voice that you want, but, uh, you know, you'll get something. And it might make your project stand out if your voice for certain character is just that little bit different from what people were expecting. Well, case in point, the bloke in question said that because it's an indie animation, he had no money to spend on it. The amount of money he spent on it was $10 to someone from TikTok who had a good shaggy impression. And it's like, how, okay. many, how many people are in Scooby-Doo that you need to voice realistically? One, two... Two, three, four. $40. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> $40 and Scooby. Like, and, and Scooby can just be one of the people pulling double duty. Man, imagine if it's the Velma voice actress doing Scooby. <laughs> I mean, not wrong with that. If you can do the voice, you can do the voice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, some of the responses to Vivienne was, uh, were, were quite ridiculous. Like, one of them, I remember, because she bothered responding to it, that, oh, yeah, great take from the person who has the money to spend on voice actors. To which Vivienne just straight up went, yeah, okay, if you want SAG card-holding actors, it costs money, but if you're just doing an indie project, there are thousands and thousands of indie voice actors, as you say, who will leap at the chance to add to their repertoire. Yes, some of them will ask for money, but it's going to be pittance. Yeah, Delilah and Dave from Twitter also need a bit of pocket money. Right, for real, man. It's not... Uh... And then eventually it got round to um, the actual crux of the issue of don't use dead people's voices in your AI. Fuck off. Oh, 
yes, yeah, yeah, no. And also, living people who have said they really don't want their voices to be used. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just one of those. It's um, it's infuriating. I will always champion that um, if it's applied correctly, AI is not. There's nothing wrong with AI. However, as we can see time and time again, people are doing it in ways that fuck up things. Yeah, Rick, we're over, we're to that age-old segment of this is not a wrestling podcast. Okay, hit me with it. I was going to bitch about CM Punk because I'm tired of hearing rumours about him, but instead something okay. more interesting happened. Let's did, go. Did you know that there's a Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game out? Um, maybe. Well, it's coming out today as of recording. Unsurprisingly, it's like every other horror-based game that's come out in the last five years. It's a isometrical, uh, so, uh, sorry, an asymmetrical horror experience, which, hey, have you played um, oh fuck, I forgot the name of the game. Uh, the big one, or the Friday the 13th one that's the exact same game. Well, guess what? This yeah, is yeah. that, but Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Dead by Daylight, that's something the game I was looking for. Yeah, 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 that's the one, that's the one, yeah. So, why is this wrestling news? Well, because AEW, All Elite Wrestling, took a sponsorship deal to make a um, Texas Chainsaw Deathmatch. Okay. <laughs> uh, this um, this is what I love most about wrestling, Rick, is sometimes sometimes it's just bollocks. <laughs> and, and I appreciate it when they lean into the bollocks. So, this match was Jeff Hardy versus Jeff Jarrett, two people who have nothing to do with Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It was basically a big old hardcore match. Jeff Jarrett ended the match by being completely pissing blood out of his face. Fair enough. Yeah, at the end of the match, Leatherface came down to the ring swinging a chainsaw, 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 and um, chased away the woman manager for Jeff Jarrett. And that was about <laughs> the only connection to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre in the match. Sure, other than, you know, the fact that it was called it and that's what people would have clicked on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the behind-the-scenes news is is pretty heartwarming in that um, the company AEW got $100,000 for the match because uh, it was basically a sponsored match by the video game company. It was a tie-in. Sure. And uh, the company has stated that they are donating all $100,000 of that sponsorship money to um, the Maui Food Bank. Which, um, as you Good know, um, Maui is currently suffering horrendous wildfires. Oh man, it's I'm not gonna belittle people who have lost their lives or um, are suffering in this. But the thing that's really sticking with me is how these tinfoil theorists say, "Oh, well, Obama's house didn't burn down. It's on a different fucking island." Yeah, fucking hell. But anyway, yeah, that was news. We're on the Princess and the Frog, Rick. Yes, we are. If you'd like to follow us along at home, it's three, two, one, and go. When did this film come out? Like 2006? Yeah, around that. 2006, 7, 8, something like that. And unfortunately, I'm like a second behind because when I pressed go, it didn't go. <laughs> well, then. But we're still on the Disney castle, so. Yeah, same. Is that meant to be Tinkerbell? I've never really thought about it. Yeah, it is. Um. It's Tinkerbell doing that, and obviously the Wish Upon a Star is Jiminy Cricket, isn't it? Sure. Apparently, uh, the reason that Mickey wasn't in um, in contending for um, a hero in Kingdom Hearts is because in a lot of his early shows he's just a prick. <laughs> yeah, they bring that up in Kingdom Hearts 2 when you go back in time because uh, the whole gimmick is uh, you instantly fight Pete and Pete's like, what's the big idea? And then they show Mickey being a dick. <laughs> yeah.
That is an adorable looking cat. It is. <laughs> it says how often she's told this story that she's not even looking at the book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wasn't there um wasn't there a time where um like people had to stop had to straight up warn kids don't kiss frogs <laughs> Don't kiss frogs don't lick toads I think the um the, the most recent um traditional animation before this was Lilo and Stitch did Lilo and Stitch come after Emperor's New Groove? Uh, pretty sure it did, yeah. Hmm. I think Lilo and Stitch came out 2003, but I can't remember. Yeah, 02, 03, 04 kind of time, yeah. Well, I think it came out 03 because Atlantis came out 02, and the only reason I know Atlantis' time is because it's on our docket. Sure. <laughs> This, this fog on leg on sounding motherfucker. That's John, that Goodman. John Goodman. That's absolutely one hundred percent John Goodman. Yeah, it's definitely John Goodman. <laughs> how did he have that how did he hide it well he had a rather large torso that means he could have a rather large uh, inside pocket mm, disagree that said my uncle did bring home a kitten one day in his inside pocket open up his jacket and go his mom was bullying him ah. This was a week after he sent that very. <laughs> this was a week after he sent that very same kitten back to the farm because there was no way we're having a fucking cat. Okay. How much sauce did you just put in? And again, it's Louisiana cooking. I was gonna say Louisiana cooking is meant to be quite spicy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe gumbo is one of the few dishes that uh, Gordon Ramsay got fed on one of his kitchen nightmare shows where he straight up just went, oh, fuck, this is delicious. Your problem yeah, is yeah. definitely not the cooking. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I I do appreciate when he just really enjoys what he's had. Like, there's always the meme of, finally, some good fucking food. Yeah. And that's because there's uh, there's one person at that diner um who had a um a passion for making desserts that are good yeah 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 it was uh, it, uh coincidentally it was an old black lady who made a killer red velvet cake if i recall yes yes it was exactly that Which, uh, you know, it was quite a relief because the rest of the cooking made him quite literally ill. 
Oh yeah, he was pretty much. He was basically going to be sick at the um, the Chitlins. Well, he went to the bathroom and made some hacking sounds, and they were like, "Oh, your 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 uh, your, your food made him go to the bathroom, and he's being sick." And then the chef just laughed and went, "Ah, he's a pussy." And it's like, don't fuck mm-hmm. around with food poisoning. It sucks. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a very adorable scene, but in my head I've got Metallica's Enter Sandman playing in my head. <laughs> that would be pretty good right now, though. Well, specifically the wish I may, wish I might, have this wish I wish tonight, but in the, in the Sandman Yeah, the, the kid saying it, yeah. <laughs> Hush, little baby, don't say... Yeah, yeah, all that. <laughs> Let's not get copyright struck. Yeah, Lars is a bastard. <laughs> Uh, sorry, people who don't appreciate that joke, back in the early noughts, um, Lars Ulrich had a hard-on for attacking any form of quote-unquote piracy, and one of those big uh, targets of his wrath was uh, Napster.com. Yes. Yeah, Napster being obviously a uh, an early music-sharing site. Yeah. I don't envy anyone who works this sort of job. No, no. Oh, and she's working double duty too. Fuck that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, technically, it could work if you do your two eight-hour shifts and then your third eight-hour shifts is sleeping. But, you know, no. No one, no one should have to work more than one job to live. No, no. Well, to be fair, she is, um, she is putting a lot of savings away. Yeah, I know, but it's still, you know, call me a socialist, call me whatever you want. Like, you shouldn't have to work yourself to death to live. Absolutely. Obviously, the ruling class thinks differently, but whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Louisiana, they're known for two things. Good food and good music. Oh, and food. Yeah. Here he is. Our main villain. Yeah, uh, Keith David. <laughs> uh, I also hey, some know people that, are into that. I also know that Keith David's um, real character name is Baron Zemedy. Okay. So, uh... I, at least that's what I've been told. I could, it could be bollocks. Hmm. I think it's isn't it, Doctor uh, Doctor Facilier? Is it the 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 voodoo god priest type person is usually referred to as Baron Zemedy. Um Sure. So if he's not Baron Zemedy, then he at least works for Baron Zemedy. Yeah. Sugar barons and cotton kings. Um, those are two very well-known jobs reserved for slaves. Mmm. Sugar plantations and cotton plantations. I don't know when this film is set, but it seems like black people have more rights than zero. 
Yeah, because they can walk around in the, you know, the world. And, you know, Tiana's making I think money. it's like 19... 19... Also, cars exist, so it's probably like the 1920s at least. True. Oh, I fucking... I, I hate seeing that in restaurants. Oh, just this uh, this intensely sticky child, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, cause their parents don't give a fuck. The parents don't give a fuck, and, like, people who work there have to clean it up. Wow, what an encouraging boss. Yep. (laughs) It is surprisingly down-to-earth that this super-rich guy is visiting this fucking, essentially, dive of a a diner. Yeah. Uh, Well, I I think it's because he just, like, really just does enjoy it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, mm. he doesn't have to. Is is more my thing, and it, it seems that Tiana mm. has remained friends with this, uh, for lack of a better word, rich bitch. Yeah, she's been spoiled sweet, and she's stayed sweet. Yeah, which probably makes her relatively naive to literally everyone else's problems. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I don't know why that tickled me. Yeah, just shut her up with the pastry. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I'm taking the piss out of them, but at the same time, it's probably the most I've laughed, and we're only, like, what, ten minutes into the film? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, let him eat his fucking pastries, at least. <laughs> yeah, she ate all the other ones. Well, one of them by force, but... <laughs> it's um, it's a real nice um, touch that every time we've seen the villain so far, his shadow's doing different things to his. It's, uh, it's yeah, very that's oogie his, boogie. Um, yeah, that, that's his main uh, identifier, that his friends on the other side are always there. Ah. Yeah, so it seems that her her father's passed away at this point, but Mama's still here. Yeah, yeah. He um, she she showed a um a photo of him when she was doing the savings. Oh yeah, no, no. I I, I saw that. It's just you know. Oh God, that's not a building for a restaurant. Nope. Oh. Okay, so it's an inherited dream, which is always a bit more uh, special, isn't it? Yeah, it's one of those things, like, even if you're doing fantastically well, it's always going to kind of feel like you'd never lived up to the real thing, you know?
Or Princess Charming. Well, sure, but this is the early 90s. 1900s, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's already been more songs than I was expecting today, so... Uh... Yeah, by traditional Disney, they also brought back the songs. Nothing wrong with songs, I just... Uh... Disney tends to cram them fucking in. Yeah. It's one of those, like, they used to do them all the time, and then they, um, they stopped doing them for a little while. Oh, I'm liking the animation shift. Yeah. Th- it's uh, very stylized. I would watch a cartoon on this. Uh, I don't know if I'd watch the whole cartoon, but, yeah, it's okay. Because they did a similar thing in Hercules whenever they cut to the muses doing a dance number and they had that sim- a similar sort of art style on the vases. I wouldn't watch a whole cartoon yeah, of like, that either. Yeah. I was going to say like the tapestry style, but yeah, it was on the vases, wasn't it? Okay, okay, okay. Dollop of cream on everything. Those desserts look really nice, though. They do. <laughs> Yeah, uh, realistically, I don't know. It, it seems like she only had enough money to buy the place. It doesn't seem as if she had enough money to also renovate it up to this standard, at least. Oh, definitely not. Or to employ anyone. Uh. That being said, I don't know how old she is. Like, if she's 19 or 20 which I'm going to assume is the age range she's at, like, it's still a respectable fucking achievement. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a fantastic achievement. Even, like, like in your 30s, having a big warehouse like this is a big deal. Yep, there's the punctuation mark in it. <laughs> yeah, the, the Millhouse thing of, I was watching it, first it started to fall down, and then it fell down. I like how we're establishing early on. It's like, uh, look how down-to-earth the prince is. Hmm. I was going to say, wasn't jazz music born in France? But again, Louisiana's got such fucking French roots, then I guess... You know, like I, it's one of those. I think jazz is one of those things that's kind of being an offshoot of soul music, which was also mostly based on um, slaves not allowed to talk to each other, so they got around that by singing at each other. And like early jazz was just what's the cheapest instrument you can buy once you become a free man. Okay. Which was normally guitar, harmonica, and um, I don't know where I don't know where they got cheap saxophones from, but 
Oh, I did originate in Lou, uh, Lou Orleans. Yeah, 19- fair enough. Okay, so this must be si- at least 1920. Since the 1920s, okay. uh, it says on Wikipedia. I'm looking at Wikipedia, guys. Mm-hmm. So he has introduced himself as Dr. Facilier. Ah. Sorry, Lou Orleans jazz began in the early 1910s. Sure. Doesn't mention anything about um, slaves. Hmm. Like I'm actually genuinely surprised Keith David can sing. Yeah. Not because I don't. I doubt his ability. It's just until you hear him sing, it's hard to imagine Keith David's voice specifically while singing. Yeah, he's he's more of a. Silky delivery kind of guy, you know? Yeah. Like, most like most I remember him from is uh, just being uh, Admiral Anderson. Yeah. Most people know him as Goliath as well. Yeah. Uh, I, f- frankly, I thought he was amazing in They Live. Sure. Uh, it's a great movie. It stars Roddy Piper, so some people probably are like, oh, it's a dumb wrestling movie, but it's really not. I feel like its message uh, is still relative today. Hey, as long as it's better than um, The Redemptionista. Oh, right, was the, yeah. uh, the last thing we watched with Rowdy Robbie Piper. Okay, yeah, but that was false advertising, because we thought Roddy Piper was in it, whereas he's in it for about two minutes. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's um, decidedly unrowdy in that movie. Yeah, he's just an actor. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, okay. So he's got the royal title and the royal name, but he doesn't have any money right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, that's true as well, isn't it? Can't be free yep. without money. Oh, I hope he gets a break. Ah. Man. Lawrence has got this, like, quintessential Disney uh, design more than anyone else in this movie so far, I think. I get you. There you go, that, that look with the specific skull face paint is meant to be Baron Zemedy. Yeah. 
But Devon, why do you know so much about Baron Semedi? Well, allow me to paint you a picture of uh, very early WWF experiences, which was kind of racist. Um, there was a yeah. wrestler called Papa Shango. And I really mm -hmm, liked mm -hmm. Papa Shango because it was a dude who had face paint on and dressed up like this motherfucker here. Um, and he was a voodoo priest. And hey, guess what? I did some research even as a child. And it's like, oh, that's meant to be Baron Semedi. Yeah. Except he's called Papa Shango and he makes people sick. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you, you remember the Ultimate Warrior, correct? Yeah, so I had a toy of him that I got from Burger King. Yeah, that's a story that's been on the podcast at least three times uh, for those listening. Yes, yes. Um, but um, yeah, there, there's a he had a feud with Papa Shango. And uh, there's mm -hmm. just a you could probably find it on YouTube where it's just the Ultimate Warrior clutching his stomach and then just going rrr, rrr, and then puking torrents of green goo. Oh boy! No, oh, yeah, got to get the under boob sweat. Yep. <laughs> Booba sweat. Oh my days! Oh, I want to slap her. I get it. She's sheltered and spoilt, but ah. Mhm. Mm it's worked her entire life so far. Just in time for your makeup to be ruined and some tissue to be sticking out from your tits. Oh, she fixed that quick. I'm sorry, did she just put a fake beauty spot on? Yeah, she gave herself a fake beauty spot. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> so many of the um, the reaction gifs and memes from this movie are just from her. That's fair. I seize it. Like, one of the earliest ones is when she was excited at the beginning and she uh, did an exciting little dance and then fell over because she's, like, 90% dress. <laughs> oh, when, when she, she was, was two, kid. yeah. Yep. <laughs> I do like how Man, it... she looks gone. She looks more like a Barbie than most Barbies. I get you. Ah. Oh no. That's going to be Baron Zemedy, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to keep calling him that until the fucking end of the film where we, we never even hear those words. No. Uh, I was going to say before we had oh. that really fucking disgraceful display of uh, of corporate greed that um it is uh, it is quite nice that despite being from such different worlds that these two are still obviously friendly with each other yeah it was one of those things i wasn't expecting it to be just such a, a genuine friendship when i was watching it i think that's what comes with being friends since they were kids which means they've never known any different yeah totally oh my days has she even given her address I think so.
That's a very Cinderella-esque dress. It is. I say that because it's blue, guys. <laughs> blue and spangly. That's about the only thing I remember from Cinderella's fucking dress. Yeah, Cinderella's blue, Belle's yellow. Ariel's that weird sort of green. Yeah, basically the same green as her tail was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, great, another fucking song. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, but it's like two minutes and song. Two minutes and song. Oh. This one's a reprise as well. Sorry, I I know I'm lamenting the song bit, but this is really just cementing how much of a crushing blow this is. Yeah. It's bothersome that she doesn't just get her money back, though. Well, she should get her money back. Why, Why is she not getting her money back? Like... If she is, then why not just buy somewhere else? Because like, she because she wants that place because that's the place her dad wanted. I thought they made that clear. Yeah, yeah. Like her heart was set on it, but also by the, by the same token, you know, anywhere else could carry the dream. Yeah, I understand that, and you understand that. But when you have a dream for a specific location, yeah, that's an acceptable <laughs> reaction. Yep. Yep. Reasonable. Die, Demon Frog, die! Deluge of plushies. Okay, that's a dead frog. Yep. So she heard him, then killed him, (laughs) and then reacted. Oh, okay, I get it. So the white guy who was his servant has taken over his body then, right? Yeah, so it seems. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay, I do actually know that there's a twist on this tale because I know she somehow becomes a frog as well. Yep, yep. I remember the, um... I remember the ending, like, being really obvious. Okay, okay. Uh, so, I'll I'll just not say it, just in case you also figure it out, which you probably will. Eh... We as viewers know that he is lying. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Oh, right, yeah, she wants the money because of her restaurant. I'm a bit slow today, I won't lie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
man. He gave it. He gave her a magical STD. Oh. Alright, I have to ask the question. How many people do you think want to fuck this frog? <laughs> Most. Really? <laughs> because it's not this isn't like a Maid Marion in Robin Hood situation. It is just a frog. Yeah, it is just a frog. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. I lo- uh, I love that yeah. as a concept. Like, the dog's just doing what he's told. You can't even yell at him. Yeah, he is. Okay, how? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) There's a good possibility that obviously only two legs... um... I've got his hands in. That's obviously the situation. And maybe the other ones are like a YMCA situation where uh, there's like strings mm-hmm. keeping them so they all move as one. But then how the fuck is yeah. he managing to balance the glasses on? Eh? Uh, yeah, yeah. And also team them all out at the same time. But uh... but yeah, that was the first uh, hint that she can now talk to all the other animals. Wait, what? When um, the dog was chasing her, and she goes, it's me, Tiana, the dog goes, what, Tiana? I didn't even hear or see that. I was too busy focusing on the octopus. Hmm. Man, there is nothing like angry Keith Davidson screaming. Yeah, it's great, ain't it? There's a reasonable reason that he can't just do his magic for himself. Hmm. Or a reason why he's not just becoming, like, an overlord or whatever. (laughs) I mean, 60-40 close to the middle. Yeah. That's the deal I made you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So everybody in, in in the city actually already know not to fuck with him. Yeah. Yeah, don't uh, don't fuck with the shadow man. Look at a pouty face. (laughs) 
Man, uh, he doesn't know who her best friend is. No, no he don't. I'd be shit, like, I don't like spiders and spider webs anyway. If I was the size of the frog, I'd be even more scared. Yes, yes, yes. Royal families never actually do that. They're all fucking leeches. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, fair enough. But also, like, the um, the noble version of Cut-Off is nowhere near um, the um, the human version of it. Gee, I fucking wonder, bud. Yeah, because they're about to start a song. Wait, are they? I don't think crocodiles would expend this much energy to eat a frog. No, not not, not this many of them, definitely. Now, if they were human size, they would absolutely fucking be like, yeah, that's a meal. Yep, 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 yep. You're not actually going to do this. That's, uh... Are you really going to... Well, he knows about Charlotte. I don't know if... I don't know if he knows that, um... They're friends. Huh. Yeah. Makes it ten times worse. <laughs> like, honestly, slime and mucus, it's not... the same fucking thing. Oh, yeah, it's the same thing. Oh, cute. Yeah, it's not like Kermit the Frog did this fucking 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, good job. Okay, so this is uh this is Lenny from Shark Tale. <laughs> yeah. He's the one good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, the thing about alligators um, and crocodiles in general is uh, most species are nocturnal. So, uh, yes, if you're like, don't get me wrong, if you disturb them during the day, they won't be happy about it. But you're probably safest during the day. Yeah, true. Could you fucking imagine? <laughs> that face. <laughs> Yeah, of course he gets shot at. (laughs) 
Do you want to kiss an alligator, Tiana? <laughs> As an aside, it takes three hours to get to Moldova. Does it? Yeah. I don't think there's Moldova is the same as our Mo- as as the real Moldova. Moldova's it fucking in Eastern Europe and they speak Romanian. Yeah, yeah. Whereas he yeah. still has a weirdly French just... twang, so you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think they just made up a country and it just turned out to sound like Moldova. Uh. Imagine how much money he will make if he has a fucking trumpet playing crocodile. Mmm. Uh, rule number one for getting people to do things: make it think, make them think it was their idea. Yep. This is uh, this is uh, got a very startlingly similar theme to "I Want to Be Like You." Yeah. That turtle was just like, I didn't fucking sign up for this, bro. (laughs) I am 400 or 500 years old and do not need this. Dickhead! That turtle that's, is that's now, now con- a death yeah, turtle. Yeah, it's condemned to death. All because you thought it was funny that it would be your hat for a few seconds. Mm-hmm, that is a mm-hmm. startlingly fucking sexy set of butterflies. Yes, yes. Oh, that's the good old um, Lion King. Just can't wait to be king shot. Oh, uh, yeah. That was a bit Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah. No, you won't. Your royalty and your marriage are just going to cheat a bunch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's not true. It'd be it'd be nice if it was, but it's just not. I mean, these are the days of the American dream, aren't they? Well, it's also it's a kids' film, and they're trying to teach kids not to be dicks. But you know, because if they if they yeah. if they taught kids the harsh reality of the world, a lot more people would be sociopaths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The number one way to be successful is to be born rich. Yeah, ninety-five percent of your life is dictated by your postcode. Yep. And the other 5% is uh, what end of that postcode you folks lived. Mm, no. 5% is the amount you can influence, but you ain't got much of choice. Yeah. Sorry, it's all the inbreeding. Yeah. 
Being prince with big ears, we 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 had one of those. Yeah, he's a fucking king now, and he's not just got big ears. He's got big, horrible yeah. carrot fingers because he's gravely ill. We hope. Yeah, yeah. Did they oh, need to? Pass. I was going to say, did they need to make the fart noise while it came out? <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's not indecent. Oh, Maldonia, not Moldova. Okay. Maldonia is a fictional country mentioned in The Princess and the Frog. Oh, it's a portmanteau of real life in the Maldives and Macedonia. Okay. So they took two countries' names and mashed them together. So yeah, they need the frog to get more blood. Ah. <laughs> oh, he's failing his sprig training. Does he not know about the thing that frogs have to do sometimes to eat food in that they push it down into their stomach via their eyes? Uh... Did you know about I've that? I've not seen that. Yeah, it's fucking... It's fucked up. Sometimes they'll eat some... Uh, granted, it probably wouldn't occur with a fly. But sometimes frogs eat something that's so big they can't quite get it down. So the back of their eyes bulge and they push it down via that. Uh, depends okay. on Depends on the species of frog, mind you. Actually, it might be toads. Oh, God, that is awkward, isn't it? Why is he treating it like a Rubik's Cube? They are technically tasting each other's junk right now. Yep. Uh, Now, here's the racist one. How's he racist? It's a racist caricature. Oh, okay. You know what? You saying that, even before you said it was racist, the first time he spoke, I thought he was going to say it. Now, I done seen everything, but I ain't done seen an elephant fly. Mm hmm. Would it have been any better if they made him a white redneck? Because uh... that in itself is also a caricature. Yeah, it's a bit more diverse, at least. Well, considering the only white people we've seen are rich, uh, quite clearly former slave owners. Yeah, yeah. But then again, we've got the the the, the white villain is a butler, so. True. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Never take direction from a gator. <laughs> the little accordion grub. I think that if this is the actor's normal voice, then this is fine. Oh, I'm sh- yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. I think if they told the actor, "Can you put your, can you put on X voice?" Then it's uh, it crosses into weird territory where it's like, yeah, it's a bit more iffy. Hmm. I think part of the problem, I think, is the um, the unflattering face they gave him. Okay, I understand. However, like again, even if it's a white guy living in the bayou, they'd look like that. You know, yeah, only six teeth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we've all seen those fucking bumblefuck rednecks with one tooth between the three of them. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have old Chappie here, that's for sure. That's, uh, you know, it's it's one of those where yeah, I can see why people might think it's racist, but even if you've got a white guy in the same scenario, they've got fucking minimal teeth. Yep, yep. I think that's always the important thing you got to think about when you're like, is this racist? Is um, change what race you think they're taking that they're taking inspiration from? Is it still applicable? Then it can't be racist because it applies to multiple types of people. Well, it can be racist because it could be mean spirited, but you get my point. Yeah, well, I, mean, I guess the um, the thing is, is it racist or is it classist? Oh, it's definitely classist. Yeah, definitely. But at the end of the day, classist is just a way to be racist where it doesn't matter what colour your skin is. Yum. Like, it's, it's, it's one of the old original D. Hunter jokes where it's like, uh, you guys have invented classism, which is a way of being racist, but you're right. <laughs> yeah. So he's playing with forces uh, he ought not be, really, isn't it? Like, he's basically borrowing yeah, he's, his power, um... and he's long overdue on rent. Yes, definitely, definitely. I like how Keith David isn't even doing the Louisiana accent. He's just Keith David. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Louisiana is birth uh, is the birthplace of one of my favourite fictional characters, though uh, the raging Cajun Gambit. Oh. Okay. Yeah. 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 It would be. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, he's normally a fun character to watch. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they make him not fun, and that's boring. Like it's Gambit. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favourite Gambit stories is a Deadpool comic, where him and Deadpool dress up as Spider-Man and Daredevil, respectively, and just rob, like, five banks. <laughs> and then the comic ends with uh, fucking Daredevil and Spider-Man, the real ones, just appearing and getting pelted with eggs, and they're like, what the fuck did we do? 
<laughs> As if anyone would believe that the real ones did that. Yeah, yeah. Well, J. Jonah Jameson would. Oh, yeah, yeah. Alright, yeah, he's being a bit melodramatic, but at the same time, have you ever been pricked by, like, a, a fawn or a prickle bush? Because they fucking hurt. They do. Like getting the getting burrs stuck in you. Yeah. Oh, is this literally a Free Stooges joke in 2006? Yeah, yeah, the last one can't even speak and everything. So that's just in the cultural zeitgeist forever then, isn't it, the Free Stooges? Mm. You know what? That's actually true, because all she's done is work to achieve her dream, and she's never given herself a break. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we've, we've seen it. Like all, all she does is... Work, work, Rather work. than taking time out for herself on a, on a daily basis, just work a different job. It's a good way to uh, dig yourself into an early grave. Yes. Yes. Fuck off. Oh, okay, so they don't realise that they've got an alligator on their side. Yeah, Lewis is now going to save the day. Is he? Hopefully. Alright, that would hurt like a motherfucker though, wouldn't it? It would, yeah, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, well-known problem with flies is uh, usually they die if they enter the water. Yep. Wow, that was an ambitious attempt, wasn't it? Yep, yep. <laughs> how? Rick, how? <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, cartoon physics is the only explanation? Eh. It shouldn't be possible for him to jump over that bat swing, either. Like, okay, yeah, it's a yeah, cartoon, <laughs> fine, whatever, but you know. That is so dangerous. Yes, 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 yes. Like, you and I, Rick, we're British as fuck. We don't use guns. Um, but uh, mm -hmm. even we know the basic rule of gun safety. Yes, always treat every gun as if it's loaded and ready to go off at any moment. Yeah, and don't point the gun at anything you're not willing to shoot. Yeah, yeah. 
Doesn't matter if safety's on or not. Although, mind you, that's a shotgun. I don't think they have safety, but... I think the closest thing to safety in these days was being half-cocked. Okay. That's what going off half-cocked comes from, because someone tried to make the gun safe and then forgot to, uh, you know, rearm it. Sure. <laughs> it's uh, it's one of the it's one of the beauties of the bow and arrow in that it's very hard to accidentally shoot someone with a bow and arrow. It's also why crossbows require a license in the UK because, despite the fact they're still bows, it's very easily yeah, easy to accidentally shoot someone. <laughs> yeah, they don't require the effort and um, deliberateness. That, uh, that, a, that a longbow does. Like, you can have an arrow cocked in, in a bow and arrow, uh, for lack of a better term. Notched is the word I'm looking for. Um, yeah, yeah. If you're... Uh, and, you, and, and, and choose to de-escalate it. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to put... Bows are dex weapons in almost every single game, which means people seem to forget that actually, no, you need 30 pounds of force to minimum, usually, to draw back a bow. Yeah. It's why the composite longbow in um, in Pathfinder is like closest that you've got to an accurate one. Sure. It's dex to hit, but you can get strength to damage. Okay. <laughs> By that logic, dex to hit should be every weapon. Uh, yeah. I think the reason that it's strength to hit for things like great swords is that you're just overpowering someone's defenses. Dude, it's D and D. None of it makes sense. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh look, Rick! They are bonding. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting very bothered because, like, he cut through his own finger. He's twice. gonna cut his finger. No, he didn't. He's gonna cut his finger. He did yeah, it yeah. twice. He cut through his finger. It's just because they were like, "We don't care. It's an animated movie." Yeah, yeah. It's why I suck at cutting tomatoes. Because I always give my fingers so much fucking clearance because I'm paranoid of cutting my finger that. I can usually get three slices out of a tomato at best. <laughs> and yes, we are talking about this on the podcast, because fuck all is happening! Yeah, they're cooking a stew. <laughs> Which seems to be mostly mushrooms inside a pumpkin. Yep. But inside a pumpkin that's already rotted. I was about to say something then, and I'm like, eh, yeah, I don't think I want to say that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that effect, though, that the, the shadows are using the kind of weird background noises that you'd find in the swamp to communicate. Yeah, it's neat. Yeah. The moon, in it? Oh, I thought it was going to be a specific... Yeah, okay, North Star. Oh, yeah, they, the North Star to wish upon. 
Oh, he's getting a solo, okay. Like in, in Lion King, uh, they made the joke of, uh, hey, what do you think stars are? Oh, they're glow bugs. Stuck on the stuck yeah, on the sky. fireflies. Yeah, <laughs> stuck up in stuck up in that big bluish black thing. And then Pumbas. I always thought they were balls of gas burning billions <laughs> of miles away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pumba, with you, everything is gas. <laughs> no means no. How did this stay lit? Rick, don't ask stupid questions. <laughs> the reason they stay lit is the same reason all the bullshit's been happening, and that is, it's a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he's weaponizing his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Do not underestimate the ability of good ring men. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, man, it's um, reminded me of the unfortunate implications, though, that... Uh, a common thing for American kids to do is just capture glow bugs, smush them up, and and squirt the uh, the glowy bits on your face. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of gross because you know it kills a lot of glow, glow bugs. Uh, I'm going to assume that once these two have fallen in love, they're going to kiss each other, and that's going to make them human again. Is that what about ballpark? More or less. Yeah. I kind of figured that this, about twenty um, minutes ago, but now it's becoming a painfully apparent. There's a couple of caveats to it, but yes. Sure. We got ourselves a Shrek and Fiona. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm going to assume this is the voodoo priestess they were looking for that just helped them. I think so, yep. Oh, so she's tough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea that she's just like, oh, I would do anything in my power to fuck with that guy. He's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> the snake's also got no teeth. That's a really cute looking snake. Yeah. Okay, not that cute, but... That's fucking evil. Kinda, but also, you know... Okay, the fact fact that she bonks the snake's head on a bell is um, not the best. But uh, the snake sticks around. Oh, just like your real grandma. <laughs> She's fucking with you. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> I think she's also fucking with them doing that.
I like the implication that there's more than one. Yeah. <laughs> she just has, like, <laughs> commercial Tabasco on hand. <laughs> Are we ignoring the fact that she's brewing it in a bathtub? Yes. <laughs> it's just a um, a modern cauldron, really, isn't it? I mean, it worked for uh, bootleggers. I guess. Bootleggers tend to keep theirs a bit cleaner. Yeah. It is the same thing to someone who's been used to everything being presented on a silver platter. Yes. That snake looked legitimately traumatised. Yeah. Uh, these flamingo-type birds, I know they're not flamingos, but they're close enough, um, are dangerously yeah. close to twerking. <laughs> twerking swamp flamingos. <laughs> well, there might be flamingos. I don't know if, if America has flamingos natively. They might be, actually. Oh, now she's dancing. Oh, she's had her lesson, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. And she's not having to dance with someone, so she can just go freestyle. Yeah. Do the monkey with me. Well, Snake clearly cares about her, then. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I say I don't know if America's got flamingos or not is, like, I'm 95% sure that they're native to Florida. Which is also swampy. I... Yeah, it is swampy, yeah. Uh... I honestly don't know. I don't know if they're native to Florida. I don't know if they're native to Africa. I don't know. I think they are in Africa. Fuck me. Okay, so what I I've learned... I think because they eat like a fucking ton of prawns. Yeah, essentially. It's uh, it's it's a type of krill, but close enough. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's uh, it's one of those where um, d- during today's podcast, I've learned I don't know fuck all about flamingos. Uh- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Oh, so close. Everyone else is like... They're clearly not flamingos. They've got the wrong shaped beak, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can go to Flamingo Land Resort in Milton. (laughs) 
I've been there. They've got a um, a weirdly good mini roller coaster. Okay. Um, it's uh, it goes at like right angle turns on a dime, which are way more jarring than they should be for the speed that it goes. Yeah. Ah, okay. Technicalities are bullshit. That's a fucking hard time limit. Wait, hang on. Is she going to kiss both of them? Maybe. Mm. Uh, but yeah, flamingos. There are four flamingo species distributed throughout the Americas, including the Caribbean, and two species native to Afro-Eurasia. So yes, they're in Africa, and they're in... Um, they're in... Um, yeah, mostly Florida. North America, yeah. Uh, South America. Okay, okay. South America and North America. South America and one very small bit of Florida. Sure. Uh, they're also south of Asia. Uh, sorry, west of Asia and south of Europe. Including Malta, which is very weird. Huh. Because what the fuck? Fair enough. What the fuck's in Malta? I only know, the, I only know Malta's a country because one of our friend is half Maltese or some, a quarter Maltese or some bollocks. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's part Malteser. That's not okay to say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the gator's lucky today because everyone's dressed as animals so we can get away with it. Mm-hmm. I love how the glow bugger... It's nice that he's supportive of Lewis's dream. Yeah, he's only met him five minutes ago, too. Yeah. Or, like, last night at the earliest. Huh. Wow, this is the weirdest fucking set of circumstances ever. (laughs) oh that's okay then I don't want to fuck her here's the thing I like like both conversations going on at once yeah (laughs) Uh, I was going to say here's the thing is that I genuinely suspect that if Tiana asked she could probably get the money from her friend. Yeah. But obviously I mean, she the wasn't... fact that she got the down payment as a, um, like, basically by accident. Yeah. By the friend just reaching into her dad's pocket and getting what he had in change. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where I think she's not the type of person to ask because that's not the kind of relationship they have. And also she was raised better yeah. than to just ask for money. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Even if it's an investment, you know? Yeah. Uh, the the butterfly there just uh, echoing the human reaction of I thought that was a nice touch. <laughs> That's not yeah. <laughs> You're allowed to have dated before. You're allowed to have had a past. Just probably don't bring it up on your first real romantic date. Yep, yep. 
That's a pretty good impression of a trumpet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Did you notice that? Like, yeah, she's clearly yeah. into the yeah, idea goes, herself, yeah. Yeah, she goes, I'll ask the owner. Owner says yes. No, I meant the uh, the taste of our food. Is it? Yeah, yeah, the taste of our food was the next, the next line, yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Because it's an ambitious dream from someone from her background, but for someone yeah. of her be- her basically best friend standpoint, like it's it's just like Tuesday. Yeah. It's almost depressing. Yeah. Fuck me, that star's not pissed off this entire <laughs> <They're> film. <laughs> <laughs> they're all they're all asking things from Evangeline. <laughs> Why did that tickle me? It shouldn't have done. Uh but yeah, like as much as I might be mocking certain elements of this film, like I want every character to win, so you know, the writers must have done something, right? Alright, good talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sorry, I was just um, trying to pay attention to the nitty-gritty because it's been quite some time. Okay, I can see why he wears the hat. Yep. (laughs) He's nowhere near as intimidating without it. Yeah, okay, so draining blood when he was a man, it took a prim prick, but when he's a frog, it might take a bit more than that. Yeah, it's like like a third of what he has, yeah. Nothing. Good man. <laughs> hey, reference to my, hey, little hey, uh, my little mermaid. Yeah, what the fuck? My little mermaid. <laughs> my, my little mermaid. <laughs> you can see how I fucked up, right? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I was going to call him Poseidon, but it's uh, King Triton, isn't it? Yeah. In any other thing, it's it's Poseidon. You're right, but in uh, in Disney, it's Triton because Poseidon yep. in Disney verse is blue and weird looking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And may or may not be Triton's uncle. Uh, I believe they're cousins. No, wait. Yeah, cousins. Oh right, yeah. Tiana never explained early on that he saw the she saw the prince's body before, and then he couldn't explain that it wasn't really him. So she's still confused. This story's bollocks. Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, but like the contrivances at least make it some sort of sense. No, they make perfect sense. They're just annoying me. <laughs> yeah, they just not had the um, our good old have the conversation time. Yeah, but it's not been relevant. Truth be told. Yeah, totally. All right, no need to fucking burst his bubble because you're upset. Oh, look at his face. Yeah, like you were saying, I don't think anybody in this film has a um, a bad claim at what they want. Apart from maybe Dr. Facilier and, um, and what's-his-face. Well, I meant uh, the good guys, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's not how locks work, but fine, whatever. He's strong for a fucking frog, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Did she just say cheese and crackers? Yeah, yeah. It's just a way of saying Jesus Christ without saying, yeah, Jesus Christ. I can understand uh, Baron Zamadi's fucking frustrating. He'd be like, it's a frog. Why are you losing to a frog? I mean, yeah, he's slippy, but that's... uh... (laughs) That's not the be-all and end-all of um, human strength. Yeah. I gotta go help my little buddy. Put the amulet on Lewis and he'll turn into a human. Oh, good idea. But he needs blood to constantly fuel it, which means it's evil. He did a pretty good job of explaining most of the crux of it in the limited amount of time. Yeah, yeah. He's a brave little fly. He's potentially one of the best characters to fight the uh, shadows. He's fucking him up, bro. Yeah, he is. Oh, unfortunately, he can't do much against an actual human. Wow. Debatable. Yeah, someone who's solid, he... um... Oh, please don't kill him. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Huh. Huh. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that when I uh, when I saw it. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit stunned. Yeah, it was a bit visceral, wasn't it? It was done off screen, you know, so they could. Mm. It's like um, it's like Clayton in Tarzan when he got literally hung by vines, but because it was done off screen, it could be as violent as possible. Like the implication was obvious, yeah. and you know, fuck. <laughs> Oh, 
Oh, it's the dickhead realtor. Hmm. Like, I'll just say it. The character design is cool. He is. It's quite literally dealing with the devil. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least his the, his spokesperson. We're being quiet, but this is a backstory drop. It is. It's an emotional time. Yeah, I don't know how people do that. I don't have kids. However, as far as I'm aware, there's no um, more potent a shot to the system as your kids being happy. Yeah, I'm sure, but like uh, you're aching and tired after a day of work, you're going to be a bit oh, fuck's sake, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whenever we think of backbreaking work, I don't know what job your brain goes to, but my brain always straight away goes to minor. Yeah, mine goes to like dock work. Like literally, same thing as far as physical um, fuckery goes. Yeah, it's just it's, yeah, manual labor for like your full like eight ten hours. I mean, he said earlier on not to break. Definitely don't break it. Yeah, he owes a debt. Oh, no. This is quite sinister. It is. Ah, oh, the shadow. I like how his own shadow was hiding behind him. Yeah. Well, that's it. Problem solved, as far as he's concerned. Then. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Literally dragged to hell. We assume. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, dude, calm down. He's going to get smacked again, isn't he? Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know he said maggot, but it did sound like something worse. 
<laughs> Cutting it fucking close, babe. <laughs> Boy, that's an expression I've not heard in ages. <laughs> well, normally it's giddy up, Buttercup. Just do, just fucking free some. That's it. You're done. Hmm. <laughs> Frogs don't usually have warts. But I get the joke they're going for. Sorry, I'm, I'm the fucking biology guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, toads have the bumps that make them look warty. Aww. Like, she's very Barbara Windsor-y with her proportions, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. A.K.A. she's blonde and she's very titty. <laughs> <laughs> now, Christiana. Like a... Like a mini Dolly Parton. God damn. Fuck off, does he still have a body if he got squished? Man, it's like sometimes his voice Start gets really. The odor's dying breath. <laughs> okay, but while he's dying, sometimes his voice gets high enough that it sounds a bit like Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we've got t ten more minutes left of the movie. And this is rather depressing, so I'm going to assume this is not how the story ends. <laughs> it ain't. <sighs> Fuck me, uh, he was friends with a lot of fireflies, wasn't he? Yeah. As far as we know, he was the leader of them. Like, most of them were his family as well. Ah. It was like great old Uncle Billy rather than, uh, you know, anyone's dad because obviously he can't fuck a star. Yet. No. <laughs> Leave it to the muskrat to try. <laughs> However, the only one close enough at the sun. Man. Uh, Imagine Elon Musk trying to stick his dick in the sun. Oh, I recommend him trying. It'll get rid of the cunt. Yep. 
Okay, what magic fairy tale ending is going to fucking fix everything? Just there's going to be another star up there. All right, I'm feeling things. That's cute. It is. Wow, my fucking thing of uh, he's not going to be able to fuck a star yet was more true than I thought. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to get married as frogs, and when they kiss, they're going to become humans, aren't they? Yeah, because by the time... By the time she's married to him, she is a princess. How does that work? Because he's a prince. That's fucking bullshit technicality crap. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so so that was that was what I figured out like twenty minutes ago the first time I watched this. That doesn't make sense. How come the other princess didn't work? Because she was still a princess before midnight. Um, yeah, apparently as soon as it started going six a bong. Oh, whatever. And also they weren't married. But she, but no, she was a princess because her dad was a king during the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. Like I said, it doesn't matter. It's bollocks. Mm-hmm. Hey, we can fuck without doing weird frog stuff. <laughs> Can they still understand animals? Hmm. Be nice if they could. At least for Louis. Yeah, because yeah, Louis in particular is going to be uh, <laughs> yeah. So his parents didn't really creek. cut him off that badly if they turned up to his fucking reading. Yeah, I think the idea is they want him to be a um, like a heteronormative prince, and not just a philanderer. I've got some bad news for you. Almost every prince is a fucking philanderer. Yep. I was going to say, that's intimidation, but they're realtors, so fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a cute touch. Tiana's palace. Hmm. Man, you know we keep talking about Kingdom Hearts World. Now... Just set a Kingdom Hearts in this world after the story. Baron Semedi is somehow back and he's using Heartless. Fuck it. There. Boom. Done. Yeah. Using Heartless instead of his shadows. Because um, the shadows he are... can control them. Yeah, yeah. Or at least he thinks he can. To be fair, a lot of people could control the Heartless a lot better than they give him credit for. Sure. Okay. That's kind of fucked up. A bit. <laughs> okay. I know it's played for laughs, but yeah, it is a bit, uh, a bit raw. I mean, let's put it this way, Rick. If the, uh, if it was the other way around, there would be fucking fuming parents writing letters. Yeah. I think what helps is that you've seen that she doesn't really have a mean bone in her body. The most she's got away from just being sweet is uh, telling her daddy to start the car. Yeah, I think I, I don't think she was serious with the statement. That's why it's okay. But, you know, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still oddly sinister. Yeah, yeah. 
And now we get to the good old traditional Disney credits. Yeah, animated for a fucking... It's always nice to have slight animations during these. Cute transitions, shall yeah. we say. Hey, kudos to you guys, because you actually managed to do something interesting with the really basic bitch story of Princess and the Frog. Yeah, um, translating it to a different setting and um, making the setting kind of more important than the Princess and the Frog story. Yeah, and also stretching it over an hour and a half is pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty damn impressive. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like Shrek. That was like an eight-page book. Okay, but again, Shrek is a completely different beast. Oh, yeah, totally. What is Shrek based on, Rick? Well, it's uh, the movie is a lampoon of Disney movies. Okay, but there's not a book called Shrek. Um, I'm asking you what... Yeah, there is. What, okay, but go on. What is it? I mean, it's basically the story of Shrek, but it's, it takes place very quickly. And it's uh, he gets his princess from far, far away. But generally, he's uh, he's the ogre in the swamp. Okay, multiple stories written by William Steig in 1990, so that's more than eight pages. Sure. But yeah, the original one's like a uh, like an eight to sixteen page like mini children's book. Thirty pages. Sure. Okay. His mother was ugly, and his father was ugly, but Shrek was ugly, and the two of them put together. By the time he toddled, Shrek could spit yeah. flame a full ninety nine yards and vent smoke from either ear. With just a look, he cowed the reptiles in the swamp. Any snake dumb enough to bite him instantly got convulsions and died. What a lovely book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Ray was Jim Cummings. Oh, well, that'd be why he sounded like Winnie the Pooh then, innit? Yeah, yeah. That also means <laughs> that he it was a dude putting on a voice, so therefore it's in the in this territory of not quite so okay. Yeah, it does double back on being a bit racist. But at the same time, I didn't I didn't actually... Uh, it's one of those, it kept fluctuating between it sounded like a, a black guy and then it sounded like a white bumpkin. So I don't know. Yeah, it also helped that the character really grew on me. The character's a fundamentally good character. Like, a bit deluded. Yeah, yeah. But whatever. Uh, it's one of those where... I don't know, you'd have to ask someone from Louisiana their opinions and their take on it, because I bet you there's a fair few amount of people living in Louisiana who might go, yeah, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's one of those, it all depends. Um, I don't think it had um, harmful intentions, and I think that's what matters. But I'm also a white yeah. guy living yeah, in yeah. the south of the UK. I'm not a fucking person to be asking about that. <laughs> yeah, closest thing you've got to the bayou is the Thames. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Man. Uh, but yeah, it also helped that, um, like, the other part of his personality was that um, he had the straight talking common sense of, um, you know, swamp wisdom. Which, you know, it helped the plot, which is great. 
So what you're saying is, is he's basically a ranger. Yeah. Preferred terrain, <laughs> swamp. Yes, yes. <laughs> Favoured enemy, necromancers. <laughs> uh, Undead, yeah. Specifically shadow men. Yeah, deals an extra, radi- extra radiant damage against shadows. Uh, does it not bum you out so how easily we just default to let's make D&D jokes? <laughs> I mean, not really. It's it bums me it's out part of because nerd culture, you know, because I'm not that big of a D and D fanatic. <laughs> <laughs> Just so easy to take the piss out of. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was definitely Keith David doing the uh, the singing for his character. So, not that you could doubt yeah, it because it sounded like him them... singing. So, yeah, I don't think any of them had um, singing doubles. Man, speaking of singing doubles, as an aside, um, apparently the voice cast of the Crystal Gems in um, Steven Universe was chosen entirely based on how well they could sing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Certainly explains Estelle. Yes, definitely. It's like, um, um, it feels like Pearl and Amethyst don't get that many songs compared to Garnet. <laughs> oh, definitely not. Um, Spinel. Gets a hell of a good song. Two, actually. Yeah, yeah. She she looks like a Disney character, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, she's got the whole noodle arms thing going on. Yeah, most recently incorporated by the fucking Bendy and the Ink Machine nonsense. Yes, 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 yes. Mm. Those games look bad, but also call it kind of fun. It's one of those where like it's you're on rails, so it can only be so fun. Yeah, it's basically just a um, someone else trying to cash in on the Five Nights at Freddy's kind of thing of, oh, here's a mascot and go do horror things with a mascot. I'm 95% sure Bendy predates Five Nights, but sure. Maybe so. Either way, uh, it's one of those where um, like the games, at least, are so very different that doesn't matter. Copyright 2009, 2009. I don't think that's correct. Yeah, 2009 on the credits. Um, that could have been when the DVD came out or something, but yeah, it feels like it might have been earlier than that, but I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, 2009. Okay. The annoying thing is, is when I type in the princess into Google, it fucking goes, did you mean Princess Anne? And I went, no, I fucking don't. <laughs> princess Anne and the frog. <laughs> oh, Princess Anne can fuck off. Oh, royal family in general can fuck off. You know my feelings, but God damn it. Uh, anyway, Rick, that's the end of the movie. What did you think? It was a good one. Um, I enjoyed it more rewatching it than when I watched it the first time. Like, the first time it was kind of whatever. This time I was able to pay more attention, partly because I had the headphones in and could hear, like, more things happening. Which is amazing, because I talk like... I mean, yeah, but also, you know, having the headphones there helps you helps me hear nearly everything, you know? I might not catch everything, but you hear it. Uh, but how about you? What do you think? I, as I said, sort of during the credits, I'm amazed at how fun the film was considering the source material. Yeah, yeah. Similarly, when I saw it the first time, I wasn't expecting it to be... Good. 
<laughs> that in depth like yeah yeah i wasn't expecting it to be good because when i was watching disney movies as a kid you only got the good ones there's the, like this underlying knowledge that disney sometimes make ones that are not so good and those are the ones that uh, you don't hear about very often the ones that you don't get on uh, itv i think it's to their credit that they took a culture and a setting aka louisiana aka specifically new orleans where um mm-hmm. at least to me you don't see it portrayed very much so i think sure de- very definitely had more to play with than uh, the bog standard uh, white blonde girl kisses frog life is now happily ever after yeah because the only other thing i can think of that actually takes place in louisiana is streetcar named desire and there's a point and click adventure game of a an, uh, an investigator investigating a bunch of voodoo the only other character i know is from a fact for a fact from louisiana is gambit who's cool as fuck oh man i remember there was a um a puppet show when i was a kid on the bayou you gonna elaborate or? it was well the well the, the opening was on the bayou bayou the land of boogaloo let's watch caillou on the bayou where he gets eaten by crocodiles <laughs> <laughs> Caillou on the bone. <laughs> Get that fucking egg cracked by a croc. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> or a gator or whatever. Uh, but yes, let's, let's actually do our wind down, shall we? Uh, Rick, there was plenty of times to point out, but what was your favourite moment? I think the Friends on the Other Side song has got to be pretty much everyone's favourite moment because it's a great set of establishing moments for Dr. Vassilier. Like, you've seen him do things before, but you haven't seen him actually enact his voodoo in a tangible manner until he starts actually bu- Busting out the uh, the singing chops, you yeah, know. Yeah, until this moment, every single trick that he's pulled has been a parlor trick. Yes, he's a charlatan until he turns out to be actually a uh, a warlock. How about you? What was your favorite moment? Despite being corny as fuck, was um, at the very end where the second star joined the main star. It was a very um, heartfelt, touching moment, and I, I I did feel the fuzzies, so it gets a big tick from me. Yeah, Ray's star next to Evangeline. That was a cute. I one. forgot Evangeline's name, and that's why I didn't say it. <laughs> Despite the fact it came up a dozen times in the film. A special shout out to uh, the, the, the one little moment where Louis just pops up out of the bush going, I found a stick! Yeah, you can give it an honourable mention if you want. I, it's just another joke in the film to me. Um, but yes, we can't only sing about the good, we also have to sing about the bad. Rick, what's your weakest link? The first couple of minutes with Ray, where I was a little uncomfortable at how he was, he felt like a bit of a racist stereotype. The character really grew on me, and, you know, you kind of had to because you, you, you were meant to uh, feel sad for him passing away and all that, and, um, and, his fi- and his final hour being like going out like a champ. But the first couple of moments were... Um, were a bit uncomfortable. Well, I consider myself relatively innocent because when he first showed up, I didn't see any problem and then you mentioned it and I was like, uh, yeah, I can kind of see why some people might take umbrage. I definitely think we... If only we had someone we could ask, like, is this okay? I think it's okay because I don't think it was meant in a mean-spirited way at all. I think you and I have both seen people before now who do just straight up act and talk like that. And again, yeah. if you take his facial features and his mannerisms and picture a white guy, you get the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, th- I mm-hmm. think that's definitely the, one of the things. Uh, one of the things. Uh, one of the things to take on board while thinking about it. Now, again, I, d- I realise that very specifically, racial relations in America are a bit more tense than that, so it needs a bit more of a guiding hand. But that's just my take. Yeah, I mean, what did save it for me was that um, his song was very bopping after uh, after his uh, the first moments of introduction. But yeah, how about you? What was your weakest link? My weakest link was the fact that um, at 2009, I was an adult, more or less. I don't remember this film being advertised very well yeah like the what i heard about this film before it came out was from friends who knew it was coming out and were excited for traditional anime 
animation again, mm. not from Disney themselves advertising that it was coming out at all. Yeah, mind you, this was at 17 where I was going through a miserable period of my life, so I might not have been necessarily tuned in to certain things. But yeah, I certainly don't remember sure. people being like, oh, new Disney film, Princess and the Frog. Like, I don't remember, remember hearing it to the extent where I went, oh, that sounds stupid even. It was just, I don't remember it existing. And then one time, a few years later, it was like, here's this film. And I'm like, when did this come out? Yep. <laughs> Let's end on a highlight, Rick. Who is your MVP? Uh, my MVP is actually going to go to Ray. He did the most to guide them through the bayou, and it's due to him that they were able to fend off Dr. Facilier for the longest, right at the end. Yeah, like, straight up secret weapon against the Shadow Men. Yeah, literally. Like, as much as I was down on him, like, the first couple of moments he was there, like I said, he really grew on me as a character, and that's why I'm giving him the MVP. How about you? Who's your MVP? Dr. Facilier, and by extension, Keith David. Because despite being in this film for a relatively little amount of time, every time they're on screen, I paid attention. Oh, yes, absolutely. Like, your movie is sometimes only as good as your villain, and I think he elevated it, like, quite a lot. Yeah, uh, like, the character design's great, they picked a great voice actor for him, like, both you and I admire Keith David's work, and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's interesting, considering the rest of the film is relatively mundane, that you have this sinister, magical element, which is kind of like voodoo in a nutshell, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, a lot of it was just folk practices taken to a um, a logical extreme, and just baked into tradition. Yeah, it's also one of those things where Louisiana and New Orleans in general, there is voodoo communities and you've always got two sides of the coin. You've got the people who believe in the magical bullshit, which we all know is bullshit, and you've got the actual religious aspect, which I'm not going to dive into because I don't know that much about it. I just know that there is just you can practice voodoo and it's not magic it's just religious ceremonies, etc. Yeah. But yes, that brings us to a close today, guys. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, I enjoyed, surprisingly. And uh, yeah, next week we'll be doing our final uh, Let's Get Down to Disney. I hope you join us for it. If you're watching via YouTube, you do, of course, always have the comment section down below if you want to drop us a line. Alternatively, if you're listening via one of our many audio platforms, you can instead send us an email at nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. Once again, that is nonsensereviewuk at gmail.com. What else is there to say other than ending on a shit pun? We'll see you on the other side. Bye!